0: Hi, this is Angel with Holistic Fashionista with this week's Divine Download. If you're new to Holistic Fashionista, we are a community-based platform supporting those on their spiritual path. While this podcast is intended to help you stretch your imagination and enhance your critical thinking skills, please know that the topics can trigger those who are not fully awake. In no way is this podcast intended to scare or provoke fear, but rather to serve as a tool in your ascension by opening your mind, support you in your shadow work, and ultimately expand your consciousness. If you're on your spiritual path and seeking new insights around 5th dimensional living, I do hope that you'll like, share, and subscribe. To be alerted as to when new episodes are released, feel free to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Replays are also available on my YouTube channel and on IGTV. Okay, so this week we're going to be talking about the Black Eye Club. Now before I go into detail about what the Black Club is, I need to give a little bit of backstory and I've done some research over the last several weeks because it's been something that's been so eye-opening, no pun intended, that I needed to know more information instead of just taking what I've learned at face value. So. I'm doing this podcast today, obviously, to help you guys expand your consciousness, uh, keep an open mind, uh, question things, but more importantly, this is potentially some shadow work. And shadow work is necessary if you're going to really live out your spiritual path. While being on a spiritual path really does accentuate the positive and the light, it's very crucial that we also pay attention to the shadows. And a lot of times, this isn't just the shadows that are inside of us from childhood trauma or anything that has hurt us or spiritually, but also what is happening universally. Because I truly believe that we are one. And where we go one, we go all. And it is important that we pay attention, give some attention to what is going on, even if it's subjects that you know nothing about. I hope that this podcast will get you to do your own research as I'm not here to try to sway you in one way or the other. I'm just here to deliver messages that I have received and been guided to deliver to you today. And so with that, let's go ahead and get into this podcast. If you are listening to this on Instagram TV, We will probably be going more than 15 minutes, so you'll need to catch the rest of the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or my YouTube channel. All right, let's get into this. Okay, so when I first learned about the Black Eye Club, which I'll cover here momentarily, it really intrigued me. It really set me on a path of of trying to understand why there were all these political figures, religious leaders, and celebrities with black eyes. So let's go ahead and start from the beginning of my research. So I stumbled upon some videos around mythical creatures and we all think about mythology as something that is fictional, something that is metaphorical, something that just tells a story. Well, through my research I'm starting to realize maybe mythology isn't really fiction. Perhaps there is some truth, because at the end of the day, I'm starting to notice that truth is stranger than fiction. And so mythology, uh, specifically Norse mythology, when you research Norse mythology creatures, you'll learn about elves, dwarves, all different kinds of uh, creatures. And even in some of the ancient symbols, you'll see things like centaurs, things that are half man, half creature, half animal. And so that led me down learning about transhumanism. And this was a little shocking to me because I stumbled upon a video by Levi Cruz, and you can find this video on YouTube. And the name of the video is uh, called Half Human, Half Frog. And it was a pretty disturbing video. It's just a few minutes long. Disturbing, one, because of how they were treating this creature. But also just the visual interpretation of this uh, human hybrid. In this case, a half-human, half-frog baby. And so I was a little appalled. But a lot of these videos are pretty old. You know, transhumanism has been going on. For decades, and there is a gentleman by the name of Thomas Horn. He writes books. He's an author, and he's been studying transhumanism for decades. Uh, he has a, a show called Skywatch, I believe. Uh, it's actually like a news cast. And uh, but the interview that I listened to with Thomas Horn was by Josh Tilly, T I L L E Y, and it was obviously. Uh, uh, repurposed on YouTube so you can find that there and he basically goes into talking about transhumanism and how it's been going on governmentally and used for the military. Uh, One specifically they wanted to learn how to create night vision for the people in the military so that they could see in the dark so they started to you know tamper with DNA and so there's this uh, word it's called chimera C-H-I-M-E-R-A. And this is really kind of the tip of the iceberg for me. So human chimeras that already exist. Okay, so I'm just going to share with you guys a little bit about what chimera is and the research that's been done. Okay, so the news that, this is from uh, scientificamerica.com. The news that research ought to create human-animal chimeras has generated controversy recently and may conjure up ideas about Frankenstein-ish experiments. But chimeras aren't always man-made, and there are a number of examples of human chimeras that already exist. A chimera is essentially a single organism— that makes a uh, made up of cells from two or more individuals it contains two sets of dna's with the code to make up two separate organisms one way that chimeras can happen naturally in humans is that a fetus can absorb its twin this can occur with fraternal twins If one embryo dies very early early in a pregnancy and some of its cells are absorbed by the other twin, the remaining fetus will have two sets of cells, its own original set plus one of its twin. Okay, so a lot of people, they don't even know that they are a chimera in this example okay so for example in 2002 news outlets reported a story of a woman named karen keegan who needed a kidney transplant and underwent genetic testing along with her family to see if a family member could donate to her but the test suggested that genetically keegan could not be the mother of her sons the mystery was solved when doctors discovered that keegan was a chimera she had a different set of dna in her blood cells compared to the other tissues in her body. Okay, so I won't go further into this article because there's so much I want to cover in today's podcast. But Chimera is a very interesting concept when we're starting to unfold the study of transhumanism. Now, according to uh, Thomas Horn, uh, initially they started to do these transhumanism uh, experiments, if you will, so that the pharmaceutical companies could test their drugs on these uh, Chimeras. And get them passed uh, by the FDA. So I'm starting to see here now with reading about Planned Parenthood. And what they're doing with the fetuses um, from aborted pregnancies. And it's all kind of coming full circle in my brain. But you decide what works for you. Okay. And you can also check out that scientificamerican.com um, article. It's called Human Chimeras That Already Exist. Okay. So. Once I started to digest this concept of transhumanism, which I must admit I wasn't familiar with, but then I remember something called eugenics, okay? And this was about designing humans. Now, I remember this probably in the 90s maybe when people wanted to pick the sex of their child or they wanted to... Pick the color of their eyes or the color of their hairs. So they were already modifying the DNA from the embryos. Okay. So the embryos is where they can manipulate the genes. Okay. So this was already this concept of creating a designer child. So it started to feel a little bit more real, uh, scary, real, but still real. And Which kind of takes me to the next part of this podcast. Okay, so I stumbled upon a guy named David Marshall. Now, this name has been swimming around the internet, and I stumbled upon him uh, randomly when I was studying clones. And uh, he had quite a spectacular story about the cloning centers that exist in the tunnels and what happens in these uh, cloning centers, which are staged like uh, a stadium with a dirt um, stage and then the stadium with all of the audience there. So you can check out davidmarshallrevolution.com. It took me a few days to digest everything that was posted on that website, so I've gone ahead and read through it. I will go ahead and share a little bit uh, in my own interpretation of what he's actually, what he says that he's actually experienced as far as the clones are concerned, okay? So I'm kind of switching gears to clones because I'm setting the scene here that if transhumanism is already happening, if they're already, you know, modifying the genetics from the embryonic state, Uh, And creating, you know, there's even a video, I mentioned Levi Cruz, um, this half human, half frog, you can find it on YouTube, and it shows you what this baby, this half frog, half baby looks like, it started me on the path of realizing that maybe clones could be real. Maybe there is something to this clone cloning idea. So when I stumbled upon David Marshall's website and I'd already watched and listened to a few interviews from him, obviously I'm a big I'm a big fan of reading the comments of, of people that, you know, watch these videos and podcasts and I was actually pleasantly surprised at how many people believed him. And so I needed to know more. And so when I stumbled upon the website of his interpretation Um, about what the cloning centers are, how it works, I was glued to my screen. I, (laughs) to say the least, I was flabbergasted. And so let me just talk a little bit about the clones and how it works according to David Marshall. Okay, so according to him, there is an advanced technology And it is called REM Driven Consciousness Transfer, where your consciousness, when you reach the rapid eye movement state of sleep, that your consciousness goes elsewhere. So your body's still in the bed, but your consciousness is somewhere else. Well, his story is that he didn't remember uh, any of this until he turned 30, but he later started to unfold that since the age of five that he was indeed had a clone. So he had his regular body, and then he also has a clone, and actually, he had many clones. And so he later discovered that his family was part of the Illuminati, and that they, you know, once I guess when you join the Illuminati, your kids are also go with you. And so, when I guess the initiation, according to him, that when you join the Illuminati, that you agree that you can have a clone made of you. And so I think this is where this concept of like selling your soul, which I'll talk a little bit about soul scalping here in a minute, but you agree to have a clone. Now, it might sound cool at first, but when you really get down to what happens in these cloning centers, he does say that many of the people who have clones later regret agreeing to this. So... Uh, For several, several years, even to this day, he says that he is still visiting the cloning centers when he goes to sleep and that it activates his clone when the consciousness is transferred and that he is in the stadium where they do really horrific things, which I'm not going to cover that. You guys can check out davidmarshallrevolution.com if you want to learn more about what happens in the cloning centers. Uh, That's not for this episode. I'm just trying to expand the awareness around what is happening underground metaphorically and literally potentially in these tunnels i have talked to some of my military friends who do say that there are cloning centers underneath the ground in these tunnels and uh, one of the things that they are doing currently is getting uh, rescuing you know the children that have been potentially human trafficked for many many years and one very disturbing thing was brought to my attention from a, a military friend that he had asked me if I had ever seen the photos of the tunnels where they kept the babies the 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 trafficked children and I said no I've never seen he's like well I would recommend that you don't look at that because if you did it, you might be very disturbed and I said well why and uh, I'm like, are they in cages? Like, what is it? Like, what, is, what does it look like underneath there? And he goes, well, the children, a lot of the, you know, trafficked children down there are actually not 100% human. And so that was already taking me to the research I had already done about transhumanism and all of these um, genetically manipulated Um, embryos which then reminded me of all the information I had talked about uh, had researched about Planned Parenthood and abortions and what they do with those fetuses and so forth so again that's for another topic Um, you can do your own research there so I started to really all the dots started to connect and I'm like wow if people over here are telling me this and then I'm researching these scientists over here who have been studying transhumanism for decades and uh you know, this David Marshall person has actually told his story about he is a clone and there are thousands of clones. And in order to be a part of, you know, this elite group of people, they have to agree to have a clone. And so this is where it gets a little strange. So as he goes further into talking about this technology, he basically explains where the technology came from, like where Like, where did this come from? How do you, how does it work? I mean, it just seems so out there, so unbelievable. Um, And he said that it came from the Vril, okay, V-R-I-L. Again, you can do your own research and that the Vril uh, received this secret technology Um, from the Atlantis era. So there was the Atlanteans who had this advanced technology. Now, it's very interesting because I've been very intrigued by, obviously, the pyramids, who created the pyramids, you know, how long has, you know, life been going on on this planet. And it's really starting to dawn on me that we might all be hybrids here. You know, it's kind of interesting that we think, you know, this is just us and this is how we look, but... You know, if we go back to my first mention about mythology, it makes you think, what did the creatures on this planet look like before we came? And how did we get here? Were we somehow hybrids of something else? You know, they talk about the Anunnaki and how they were this, you know, highly evolved gods, you know, very intelligent but they were also like giants and huge. And, you know, I've, you know, this is a completely different topic, but, you know, it's potentially that there are also Anunnaki hybrids. So I'm starting to, you know, this is obviously a much bigger topic, but I'm I'm just mentioning a few things in case anybody wants to go do their own research or, you know, if this is an interesting topic, I can also, you know, I already do this research on my own anyway for my own um, ascension. But to learn that, these hybrids, the these transhuman chimeras, I mean, whatever you want to label it, that this technology of, of ge- genetic manipulation, that's one thing. But this technology for transferring consciousness, that just seemed so out of scope of my own reality. But then again, you know, being someone who's on a spiritual path, You realize how little you really know when you start to wake up. And so it just has me thinking, deep thinking, like how does this whole thing come together? And so if these Atlanteans gave this technology or maybe it was stolen from uh, the Atlanteans by the Vril, because I did research a little bit about the Vril, which are these reptilians and they have this ability to really infestate um, planets and civilizations and that one of this storylines is that the pyramids were created by these Atlanteans in order to trap the, uh, the Vril and so that they wouldn't infest the land and actually kill off their civilization. Now, I don't know, you know, for sure if this is what happened, but this is all coming together that these Vril, they have been around for millions of years. So if, you know, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, you know, at the end of the day, We might be the aliens. You know, I have a podcast called Depopulation, and, you know, we haven't been around that long, human beings, at least our hybrid. And so who's to say that we were here first? Because at the end of the day, you know, according to David Marshall and the study around the Atlantis, uh, these Vril, this lizard uh, reptilian species that live underneath the ground, uh, they can't see daylight that they have been here for a long time and they are a different kind of creature they you know and it's one thing that we can i don't use language like demons and things like that to me it's just another it's just another creature and they are wired differently than us like i mentioned before i truly believe that human beings are a benevolent creature i'm so freaking proud to be a human being Because these reptilians, the Vril, they are malevolent. They don't actually want to see other civilizations thrive. They want what they want. And in this case, according to David Marshall, what they wanted in exchange for the technology, this REM-driven consciousness transfer, is that they wanted flesh. They wanted human flesh. And so they started to um, create these cloning centers where they would traffic children and potentially modify them, and that they would uh, potentially do sacrifices. I'm not going to talk about that in this podcast, but that they would eventually be, you know, trafficking these, you know, children or hybrids to the Vril. So they did a, a nice exchange there, if you will, for this tra- for this technology. So as I went further into David Marshall's story about the Vril, I guess there is two types of clones, okay? One, it is a clone that is grown in, um, I guess, like a test tube or a, a glass box kind of thing. I don't know. It sounds a little science fiction, but to me, I'm starting to realize that science fiction might actually be not science fiction at all. But uh, it usually takes about five months to grow the clone. And that that consciousness can be transferred uh, when you reach REM. Now again you would have to um, you know be a part of this elite group in order to have a clone. Now it kind of has me thinking about because I did a little bit of research about like when we get pap smears. So for us women that our DNA that's on those swabs is actually enough of the DNA to actually create clones of us. So I don't know, you know, again, this podcast is not here to sway you on any direction. I'm just giving you the research that I've done. But it has me thinking that, you know, if there is a reason for them to want a clone of you, me, them, whoever it is, that it's likely that it exists. And a lot of times he mentioned that they want to clone people that have talent, that are attractive, and they want to clone children to do what they want to do to them, which, again, I'm not going to talk about in this podcast today. So there's these cloning centers with thousands and thousands of clones, according to David Marshall, and they, you know, do these entertainment things that are pretty sick and twisted. So there's also a second type of clone because – If you're like me, you're kind of like, okay, well, are these celebrities clones? Like, you know, you kind of hear all these things circle around. You hear the word shapeshifter. I mean, there's all kinds of things out there. Uh, I'm not going to cover that uh, because I haven't enough information to kind of confirm anything. I'm not going to cover that in today's podcast. However, there is another kind of clone, and it is called a drone. And this is actually... Not a body that's matured in five months. That's grown in this test tube and the consciousness is transferred. This is actually the physical form of you. So you, your body, me, you, whoever is going to be this drone. The way that they become a drone is that they take, there's two ways. One way is they these these reptilians, right? This vril. They have this thing at the top of their head called a quill and from that quill when it comes out of the top of their head it actually spews this type of like liquid or like serum okay so I will mention here that I got some information from um, there's a woman named Carla Turner with a K and then another woman her name is uh, Sherry Schreiner. Now again whether you believe these women or not that's not the point I'm just again this is about expanding our awareness or consciousness of what could be because you know if you are living in the fifth dimension and you have expanded your consciousness there is anything is possible because everything is infinite okay so be please keep an open mind as I continue here so according to Carla Turner and Sherry Schreiner there these drones that David Marshall's talking about, um, the way that they become a drone, okay? And this is just a, this isn't a clone necessarily. This is, um, like, oh, he, uh, David Marshall calls it body snatching, okay? Carla Turner and Sherry Schreiner, they call it soul scalping, okay? And that's basically where this serum that comes from this lizard um, gets injected into the eye, okay? And it can actually happen two ways. It can either get injected into the eye or... Or a small lizard-like, worm-like reptile, you swallow it and it attaches to your spine. I know, it sounds crazy. (laughs) Trust me, I get it if you're like, oh my gosh, is this real? So if it goes through the eye, that's when I started to realize, oh my gosh, is that how these elite, right? These celebrities and religious leaders and politicians that they all have these black eyes. So I started Googling all these, you know, why do they they have all these black eyes? I'm like so confused. And then when Sherry Schreiner and Carla Turner were talking about that the liquid goes through the eye and that it takes like a month for, because they have to like recover from whatever's happening with their optical you know, nerve that this quill affects, that it also affects their brain, okay? So now, according to David Marshall, that the brain gets basically hijacked. And so this is this concept of soul scalping, or in David Marshall's case, he calls it baddie snatching, where you actually no longer have your soul there, that it is actually um, your consciousness changes When the quill enters the eye, and when or when this uh, lizard attaches to the spine, whichever way, if it goes through orally through the mouth or the liquid through the eye, that your your consciousness changes. He says that one thing that happens is that the person becomes bisexual. Which again, this is there's nothing wrong with being bisexual, but this is just in his words, and that you start to like little children. Very interesting. And that you don't have the same level of awareness that a benevolent human being would have. So like, you know, we do use the word a lot uh, in culturally here in America and throughout the world, like narcissism and sociopathy, psychopathy, all of that. This is kind of taking this to the next level, which was kind of my hunch anyway when I did that podcast on depopulation, which you might want to check out. So now I'm starting to realize that these people – that have that are potentially part of this black eye club, meaning that they are drones. They are they are still their body, but they have been hijacked, right, by the the quill or the reptile that they've swallowed, whichever way they ingested the reptilian energy. Okay, so there's people that I think we've all kind of noticed, specifically celebrities that started acting kind of strange. And I do see it a lot on my on my Facebook feed and I just see a lot of people talking about like have you seen so and so's Instagram or have you seen so and so's Twitter. And then I look, something just doesn't feel right. And again, use your intuition here. I won't mention who the celebrities are, but you probably already can think of a few that maybe they've been labeled that they've lost their mind or whatever they're labeling them because they started acting strange. Well, Consider the idea that they have been soul-scalped. That their consciousness is no longer like a human being. And it is potentially because of this soul-scalping or body-snatching concept. So I know this sounds (laughs) incredibly strange. (laughs) Trust me. I, again, I don't share this information to scare anyone. I'm just proposing the question of what if and what now because i do feel that the galactic federation of light is with us i hope that you have listened to that esoteric talk that i did recently on the galactic federation of light i do believe that we are protected by them the star systems that are protecting planet earth Because at the end of the day, there is always a checks and balance. Because there is always light and darkness. And when it gets too dark, something's got to balance it out. And so this to me, I I don't know how you go darker. But every time I say that, something else shows up. So I don't know what the main agenda was for creating these hybrids, this transhumanism uh, experiment, if you will. I feel like on some level, it's always to stay uh, ahead of the gang as far as when technology is uh, created and uh, if our enemies are ahead of us in this technology I feel on some level that we are always on the uh, defense where we're, we're going down these rabbit holes and experimenting with all of these strange technologies potentially to just stay ahead of what's to come in case there is some type of malevolent force that wants to attack us that we are still in the game again I don't know. I'm not part of the military, I'm not a politician, I am a spiritual teacher, and I just want us to be aware of what could be, because to me, I'm going to be doing my research about mythology. Mythology came from somewhere, and I plan to find out where it came from, and if our planet truly has been around for millions of years, and the years of Atlantis, and Sumerians, and the Lumerian, all of these other civilizations. I want to know more about those. So I'm looking forward to putting together more podcasts for you guys to help expand your consciousness. And honestly, this kind of work is shadow work. So it might be hard to stomach. It might make you want to react. It might make you want to turn it off. But when you look at it and you try to be objective, like why would they do this? The best Answer that I could come up with is they're just not one of us. They're just not our species. And so that somehow brings a tiny bit of solace to my life because I know that in the animal kingdom, things are happening and they're not always sweet and nice. You know, I mean, I used to live in uh, an area in Los Angeles that was right next to a park and the coyotes would jump the fence and grab the dogs out of the backyards. So I already know animals. They have their own agendas. And so in this case, we might be the aliens who are taking over this planet. But I don't think we came first. So I'm not asking anybody to validate what's going on. I think it's, I think it's malevolent. But it makes me feel good to know that we are human beings. And that we are full of love and light. I feel really proud to be that kind of species. Alright, I'm going to leave it there, you guys. If you like this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe. I look forward to hopefully seeing you guys in the Holistic Fashionista Club. Whether you're male or female, if you have areas of expertise that you want to share, if you're a starseed, an old soul, a change agent, a light worker, we'd love to publish your information in our magazine. We'd love to have you as a guest at the Empress Festival. We'd love to help you continue to expand your consciousness with our 5D workshops, my esoteric talks, and so much more. All of that is available to you as a club member. I am running a special. I'm going to leave that link below the description of this podcast. If you want to check out the club, uh, check out the promo below. All right, wishing you guys such a beautiful rest of your day. Love and light, stay positive, and stay sacred. Till next time, bye now.